Boston administration official has admitted that the war on drugs is all about throwing black people in jail. He said, quote, the Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, the anti-war left and black people. You understand what I'm saying? We knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black. But by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin, and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night on the evening news. Did we know we were lying about the drugs? Of course we did. All right, and it's with that introduction that I would like to welcome you to the Rigged Massachusetts Drug Lab Scandal podcast. My name is Jamie Folk. And I'm Ilyas Rona. And we wanted to give an introduction to our podcast as the first kind of pre-episode to go over what what this podcast is about and what topics we will cover and what the focus is going to be on. Because I think a lot, if the people that are listening to this are going to know the Massachusetts Drug Lab scandal through the prism of what the state has released to the, the news media and themselves, uh, what what they have released themselves about chemists Annie Dukin and Sonia Farrakh. But as Ilias and I have known, it, we will give our own introductions in the first episode, but we've known for years that that is not the entire story. Right. The, uh, the truth, which uh, uh, may, may never fully be uncovered, but the, 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 the iceberg beneath the surface uh, was not revealed, uh, and and we'll look at uh, why why does the media keep getting this wrong? Why does the government have to be dragged in order to uh, reveal more and more of what happened? And what uh, what does lie beneath the surface that the public doesn't know? Right, and those are the important things um, that it takes really uh, people who are dedicated to the story to uncover. Because as we've as we see with the more lawyers that we talk to and the more um, you know, journalists and other people that we talk to about this case, people are given a very limited timeline when it comes to uh, exploring cases like this with evidence. And they're also, as we see in a couple of the um, podcasts that we've already recorded, we, they see that they're solely dependent on the state to get the information regarding what they're looking at. Right. There, uh, the, the, there's a, a tremendous number of very talented, very intelligent lawyers that help to t- push things in the right direction, but they could only use uh, the information that was available. Right. And every time uh, it, uh, an accounting was, was conducted of what happened in the Massachusetts drug labs, the accounting was always uh, incomplete. Right. And so the lawyers were essentially playing uh, poker uh, uh, without a full deck, to to use an analogy. Uh, And they did an admirable job in achieving justice on an unprecedented scale. Yes. But this was not done by simply pressing a button. It took uh, 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 probably thousands of hours uh, uh, of time by the attorneys Mm -hmm. to, to really push this uh, in the face of uh, uh, government uh, foot dragging, and I think a media that was willing to take sound bites and not scratch beneath the surface. Right, and that again, and you don't want to drag the media too hard because they have an extremely busy job. And if the state, and a lot of this comes down to the state and 
what they kind of release because if the media is getting a press release or an official document from the state and that document has, uh, let's say, uh, that that document is less than truthful, the state, the media, do they have the time to kind of go in there and uncover it? Do the lawyers have the time to kind of go in there and, and look at everything in there? And the answer usually is no. And I think uh, when that happens and we take what, what is being told us uh, from a huge case like this for granted that, that we are being told the truth. I think that's what the root cause of why we haven't seen the, the truth in this case, because it's just, there's so much to it. It's complex. It's science-based, which people hate. And it has a lot of kind of variability. And if you're not in tune with the history of this, how the state acts towards drugs, like we played that click, that clip from the, uh, Ehrlichman, who was the Nixon official who said that clip at the beginning, if you're not in tune with that, which I don't think a lot of people are, you won't know what the state's real motivation is behind arresting people and prosecuting people for drugs. Right. I think uh, the Massachusetts drug lab scandals uh, cross lines that no matter what your view on the war on drugs, uh, I I think most people will agree that there are lines that can't be crossed. Uh, evidence can't be manufactured. Mm-hmm. Uh, we now know that that happened. Right. Innocent people can't go to prison. We now know that that happened. Right. Uh, and at the end of the day, we need to be able to have confidence in our criminal justice system that when, when government employees uh, uh, raise their uh, right hand and swear that what they're about to tell is the truth, we need to have confidence that that's the truth. Absolutely. And I'll add one more thing to that, that uh, chemists and government witnesses are like robotic in their duties in that they only uh, are testing and have no other motivations. We also have found that that is not true. Right. As Justice Roberts says, uh, he calls balls and strikes. Yep. Uh, you're, if your job is a, a drug lab chemist, you're calling balls and strikes. Right. You don't have an interest in which team wins the baseball game. Uh, but we now know, of course, that they're, they're, the, uh, the umpires in this case did have an interest uh, and the people who were uh, looking over their shoulders to make sure that what they were doing was correct, which was the prosecutors and the attorney, gen- attorney general's office and the, the governor's office, we now know that they also had an interest uh, in the outcome of the game. And so it's, it's no surprise that the full story was not revealed to the public. Correct. And so we, during the course of this podcast, will be exploring all of those issues. We will be going into Annie Dukin and Sonia Farrakh. Uh, we, we'll be getting to that. If you've seen the Netflix documentary, How to Fix a Drug Lab Scandal, that is more of their sto- of the Annie Dukin and Sonia Farrakh story. But we will be revealing stuff about their stories that has yet to be, be made public as well. But again, that is not the crux of this. The crux of what we want to achieve in this podcast is to give you a fuller picture of how the state operates when it comes to drug testing. Right. If, if if we expect that you'll come into this thinking that Annie Dukin and Sonia Farrakh were the only two bad actors, uh, we hope that you will walk out knowing uh, the full extent of, of the misconduct uh, that touched many more people. uh, And uh, we also hope that you, uh, know what actually happened uh, and uh, where uh, where there was misconduct, which has been 
revealed in part, but again, the media has not touched. Right, right. Um, so we hope you'll join us for all of our podcasts. And uh, it's been really, for me, it's been a fascinating journey looking through this case and are these cases and seeing what the difference is between what the government is willing to tell in a brief or in a report and what they say to each other behind the scenes and the differences that lie in, that are are inherent therein, which is, it's kind of crazy. But, you know, those are things that we're going to explore. I find it fascinating. I hope you guys too do too. Right. This will be fun. This will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. 